What's going on, ghosties? Welcome back to Tales of Spooky Coffee House. If you're new here, welcome back to our podcast. My name is Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. And we are your hosts. On today's episode, we will be discussing our haunted location, the Whaley House, and serial killer of the week, Elizabeth Bathory, as well as a tarot card reading at the end of the podcast for the one, the only me. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Anyways, Chelsea, how are you? How was your week? How are you doing? What are you drinking? Um, well, what, what do you want me to start with? I mean, like, I give you like 30 questions, so... Yeah, so my week was good. By the time this podcast goes up, my book is officially released to the public. So Yay. I have been marketing like crazy for that. That's been fun. I, I get a four-day weekend this weekend because my nice. daughter's starting school next week. So trying to get a lot done before she goes back and my new work schedule is starting. So that means less hours to go into the office. So more time at home, which is nice. I think that was it for your questions, right? Besides what I'm drinking. Maybe. I wish I could remember, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode's going to be a disaster. Uh, so in, I in a drink- good way. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Okay, um, continue. So I'm drinking a new drink. So we talked about last episode how you like Fireball and you wanted to try some in your coffee. Uh-huh. And I said I was going to go get Bailey's and put in mine for this episode. Well, I went to go get Bailey's and like everywhere was out. So I got the next best thing, which was Kahlua. Oh, yes. And I'm actually trying a new flavor. I didn't know that they had a mint mocha flavor. Oh. Yeah, it is so good like oh 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 it's my favorite like if i could drink this at work i probably would but because it's alcohol i can't ghosties if we can all together at the same time write this on our grocery list let's go ahead and write (laughs) that down yeah dude it is amazing so i kind of made like a i guess it's i guess it would be considered a white russian I don't know if it would be because I didn't technically put vodka in it. But anyways, it was half coffee, some vanilla creamer, and then the mint mocha Kahlua. Ooh, that sounds yummy. Yeah, so it it, it is, dude. Like, it is so good. <laughs> it, it, it is. Yeah, you can hear it hitting already. No. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't end this episode with you telling me how much you love me, you did not drink enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. She's all crying. Running, I just gotta tell you I love you back. Well, well, technically I started drinking before I started drinking the coffee. So, like, we had a cookout today at a friend's house. And they were like, Chelsea, drink with us. So I'm like, okay. So they had me try a... Okay. They, they had me try this new drink. I had never tried it before. It's pink lemonade wine. Okay. And basically it comes in a package and literally it says to just throw it in the freezer for like eight hours yeah, yeah, and then yeah. drink it frozen well we didn't have frozen oh. we just had like super chill yeah yeah it is amazing dude. i like, took it some was of those so to good. vegas yeah they're pretty bomb they're especially with the heat oh oh yeah and it was hot as hell today it's like an adult slurpee mm-hmm. yeah so i drank that um and then we had whiskey with coke or I guess it wasn't Coke, it was root beer. We had whiskey with root beer. And then I have this drink, so I've had a lot of alcohol today. <laughs> okay, Miss Alcoholic, I see you. Oh, dude, no, this is nothing compared to how I used to be. All right. <laughs> so what about you? How was your week? What are you drinking? I just made myself my good old coffee from Don Francisco. And 
added caramel drizzle to the bottom and just used powdered creamer because I wasn't in the mood for my peppermint mocha creamer. As far as how my week goes or went, I actually went to go see Nope yesterday. Have you seen that one? Oh, I've seen the trailer for it, but I haven't seen the movie. Was it good? Bruh. Didn't, definitely did not go watch that movie sober. I mean... Oh, I have to watch it high? Okay. I guess you don't have to watch it high, but I feel like if you don't watch it high, you're just gonna be like, anyways, what? yeah. <laughs> but if you're high, you're gonna be like, fuck, dude, he's right, he has a good point. I don't know. I, I, I see you, Jordan Peele, I see you, I understood. But yeah, I recommend it. I really want to go watch Black Phone, though. Did I tell you that I have a new office chair? Um... <laughs> You're really stoned, dude. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that came out wrong, huh? Did I tell you that I what? No, we talked about it last episode because I was with you while you built the last of it, and we talked about oh, how you put the speedo on backwards. Cool. I was trying to remember, bro. I couldn't. <laughs> okay, where was I? Was that your crafty thing? Yeah. So let's go back. Um... <laughs> so I told you about Why the don't... movie. Why don't you, like, do something crafty and go get, like, an old desk and fix it up for, like... Because I ain't got time for that, Chelsea. I really want to get up and shower, okay? You think I want to build a desk? Dude, same. Anyways, um... So, yeah, that's how my week went. Pretty boring. <laughs> I wish I had something better to tell you. But I do have some questions to start us off here, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Okay, so, if you won the lottery, what would your today look like in five years? Um, I would definitely have, like, my own, I would definitely be, like, self-employed, for sure. I feel like you and I would have made this podcast go viral already. I am starting another podcast that's for something completely different, and so I feel like that would kick off, too. And Stephanie and I are, we have a plan to start something, mm -hmm. which I think... I think we've told you about, but I don't want to, I don't want to go public yet because we haven't talked about going public, but uh, mm -hmm. we have this idea that we've been playing around with for a couple years, so I feel like we would probably have that started already. I would definitely have a shit ton more books out, and I would be living in a really nice house with no neighbors, but also close enough to town where going to get groceries is not like an all-day trip. <laughs> like a Beetlejuice house? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, that's, that's actually perfect. I'd want to be more in the woods, but yeah. Yeah, I, w I would want some, some woodsy area, but yeah, that would be perfect. So yeah, that's kind of, I would just be working and earning, you know, you know money because I'm one of those people where I, I'm a great worker, but I'm a mental worker. So like my husband, he does trailer factory, he fixes and builds trailers and all that. It's a lot of physical work. I am not that type of physical person. <laughs> I'm not going to be lifting doors all day or putting roofs together, but like I can handle all the mental stress. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely a mental, a mental worker. I can focus on multiple things at once. And so I feel like all my projects would come to a futation without, without being held back by a paying job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Which do you find more important? What you say or how you say it? That's a kind of a tricky one because as, you know, as somebody who writes for a living, like mm -hmm. how you say something is pretty important. Mm -hmm. But sometimes what an author is trying to put out is not what is received on the other end. Mm -hmm. So as a writer, I also know that. So I don't really think it's about how you say it 
as much as it's, you know, you say what you feel and then if the other person doesn't understand, you clarify. So I think it's just more about the fact that you say it because how you intended it can always be talked about after. You got to start somewhere. Okay, getting really deep with your with your answer. <laughs> what about you? Um, Let me guess, you don't have one for that one either. No, I don't. <laughs> what is, what is, why? I can't, I don't know. These are hard questions for me. <laughs> so you expect them to not be hard for me i don't care you're the one answering <laughs> it's about you not me okay i have some questions for you then <laughs> what do you want what's your most embarrassing moment oh i don't get embarrassed i'm just kidding um so i accidentally read this question while i was doing my notes and i was trying to think of an answer for you and i guess i'll go back to freshman year i auditioned for the talent show i auditioned with a Katy perry song i forgot which one but anyways i got through and then after i got through the choir teacher at the high school convinced me to join the choir because i didn't i wanted to do something different starting high school and i did um What's the auto class? What is that called? Oh, mechanic shop? Sure. I wanted to do that because I low-key wanted to be a mechanic. Like, I wanted to work on cars. Oh, um, my God. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we were in high school, starting about to start freshman year, and we were talking about opening up, like, a mechanic nail business? So you would do the mechanics, and I would do all the nails for the women that were waiting. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but that's still fucking genius. <laughs> Okay, continue. Um, <laughs> then they'll have to double tip. Tip the mechanic and then tip you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, anyway, You know what? You said that in high school too, bitch. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, have I always, always been this smart? Yeah, you know? I've only grown smarter. Anyways. Um, keep going, yeah, keep going. Yeah, let's, let's move on from that. Uh, and I auditioned for the talent show, got through, got convinced to join the choir. So anyways, here comes a day of the talent show, and I changed the song that I was going to sing last minute to a Green Day song. And I literally learned it, like, the week of the talent show, because I was full of myself. And... Oh my god, did you forget your lyrics? Anyways, my mom and dad were there. <laughs> and I knew where they were. I, I saw them sitting in the audience. So I was looking at them when I was singing. And then... I forgot the words <laughs> and I'm like oh shit and I literally said oh shit because I don't remember <laughs> but my friend said you know you literally cussed on stage right you said oh I think it was oh fuck and I was like shut the fuck up dude no I didn't in front of the whole school anyways and I look at my parents and they're just sitting there and I'm like cool <laughs> this is fantastic and then i just started singing the chorus one last time <laughs> don't do chill sorry i'm drunk that was super funny <laughs> and i'm um, just picturing you like cursing in front of the audience and thinking <laughs> that it's in your head <laughs> you know how many times i've done that i'm thinking that it's in my head dude my coworker does that in front of patients i'm like bro chill dude i am so terrified that that's gonna happen when i'm teaching kids at my job ah, dude it's fine i'm always like very conscious about it because i'm like what if i say it and i think it's in my head and it's not it's fine you're fine kids are kids <laughs> So then I just sang the chorus one last time and everyone was cheering like super hard for me and I was like, cool. And then I got off stage. To my surprise, I didn't win. So yeah, that was my embarrassing story. 
That's great. I love that story. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my next question is... Hold up. So let's... <laughs> Yeah, I almost forgot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I almost forgot, but this one's a good one. What's your most embarrassing moment? Um, So my most embarrassing moment is actually a parenting embarrassing moment. Okay. We were... Oh, God. <laughs> potty training Izzy. Oh, okay. okay this, is cool. before, this is before we had Remy. And so Izzy was potty training. Mm-hmm. And she got really good at holding it long enough to go to the bathroom. So mm-hmm. we didn't have any pull-ups on her. She was just wearing underwear and she was doing really great. We went to, we stopped at the gas station because I was running errands that day. We stopped at the gas station. She went potty and I was like, okay. So I was like, are you like, are you sure you don't have to go again? Like we're going to be running errands. She's like, yeah, I'm okay. So we're running errands and <laughs> I go to pay my storage unit fee because at the time we were like in the middle of moving so we had stuff in storage and we're standing there mind you this is only like half an hour after she just used the restroom mm-hmm. and she looks at me dead in the face while I'm waiting for them to process my payment and she's like mommy I have to go potty really really bad and I'm like I'm like shit like because like where I was paying my storage unit is just a hallway like it's a hallway and they have like the locked door with the uh with like the bars on the windows because you mm-hmm. you know it's it's in Fort Wayne you, and uh, I was like we're literally in a fucking hallway like what am I gonna do yeah <laughs> I'm like can you hold it for just a minute as soon as we're done like there's a gas station right next door we'll go run over there and she was like okay I can hold it and as soon as she said it she crossed her legs and just peed in the middle of the hallway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god dude i was like oh no (laughs) like even if you know even if i had just like picked her up and ran to the gas station she never would have made it at that point like yeah it was like it was she didn't she waited too long to tell me and i'm like and it wasn't like a little bit it was like a lot like her bladder was totally 100 full and i'm just like i'm like well what the fuck do i do like my kid is peeing in this fucking hallway right now (laughs) and so they come the the people come back with my payment and they're like okay like here you go i'm like hey do you have any paper towels she just spilled her drink on the floor <laughs> i didn't want to say it it was hardwood like it was it wasn't hardwood it was like tiles like it was an easy cleanup and they're like oh yeah like no problem so i'm quickly like cleaning up her mess and i had a plastic bag in my backpack um i had a plastic bag but i didn't have fucking pull-ups imagine that and uh <laughs> so i quickly cleaned up i shoved all the paper towels into the plastic bag and I'm like, okay, like, let's, let's get out of here. The hallway still smelled like pee. And as I'm leaving and, like, trying to hide the fact that her pants are soaked until I could get her to the car, a couple other people walked in to do their payments. And I literally, like, was out the door with her when, when I heard one of them say, does that smell like pee to you? Oh! <laughs> Dude, I never got out of there so fast before. I was like, oh my god. Bro, I would never show my face again. <laughs> so, yeah. I literally, I had to, like, go next door to the gas station and change her and everything. And I was like, I was like, okay, I have extra clothes for you. I don't have any pull-ups. Are you going to be okay to finish going, or, you know, running errands? She's like, yeah, I'll be okay. Bella I'm will. Like, <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? Because you're just like. Because I don't trust you. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to Walmart next. Like, can you not do that? <laughs> <laughs> There's more people there. Yeah, I can't hide that. <laughs> so that, like, that was my most embarrassing moment. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Have kids, they say. It'll be fun, they say. 
Oh my god. Some of the, you know what, some of the shit that people say though is hilarious, like kids, but other times it's like, oh my god, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Like the fact that Izzy can watch horror movies and not even flinch. She literally told me that Nightmare, A Nightmare on Elm Street was boring. Um. She wasn't phased one bit. And so I was like, okay, maybe it's too old for her. Like, you know, she's used to the graphics and stuff. So we watched Insidious, didn't flinch. I'm like, I don't know if that's a parenting win or a parenting fail because I don't know if she's going to be a serial killer or not. Um, they say serial killers are mostly born in November. I think you're safe. Uh, well, technically, <laughs> she's kind of one in, uh, let's not technically, talk about her, her becoming due a serial date, killer. Yeah, her due date was November 2nd. It's not my fault she was born two days early on Halloween. Your mom manifested that. Yeah, she did. She said it from the very beginning as soon as she found out my due date. She's like, no, yeah. Halloween. Anyways, my next question for you is which... Disney movie is your favorite. Cars. That counts, right? You know that's Pixar. a Disney movie? I thought that no, that's a Pixar movie. Yeah, same shit. It's on Disney. <laughs> What's your favorite Disney movie, not Pixar movie? Cars. <laughs> Toy Story is Toy Story Pixar too? Fuck. Um I guess I'll just go with I'll go with Hercules. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. Hercules. Which one's yours? Um, Tangled. Oh, okay. I literally, I love the frying pan scenes. Oh, yeah. Trash that's in the literally, camp. Yeah, Wait. Literally, what? Tangled? She has the frying pan that she keeps hitting Finn with. I've never seen Tangled. Oh, my God. Okay. You just watch I it, thought you were but... talking about Tarzan. No. You don't have to be mean about it. I, I wasn't being mean about it. Yeah, you're yelling. No, I wasn't. You're using your mommy voice. <laughs> You told me you weren't going to do that to me anymore. Sometimes it just slips out. I can't turn off and turn on being a mom. Sorry. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so my haunted location of the week. I'm very excited. Um, I'm going to be talking about the Whaley House, also known as the most haunted house in America. Yeah, let's just get started um, with some history here. So the Whaley House has been known for many things. For example, did you know that the Whaley House was San Diego's first commercial theater, the county courthouse, and a general store? This is extremely interesting to me because I recently visited the Whaley House, and to be honest, it's not that big. But then again, I guess back in the day, there weren't that many people. It wasn't too crowded, right? Yeah. However, I did have the opportunity to sit inside the courtroom as well as the theater, and let me just say, you can feel the rich history it's so beautiful in there fun fact the courthouse still holds active hearings they actually had a hearing the week after i did their tour so that was pretty cool to learn thomas whaley began constructing his new home for him and his wife anna on may 6 1856 when he stated my new house when completed will be the handsomest most comfortable and convenient place in town or within 150 miles from here fun fact the house was built from bricks from whaley's own brickyard come on dude you're gonna build a house with the bricks that you fucking made that's fucking cool. During the first three years of living in the Whaley house, Thomas Whaley and his wife would have three children, Francis Hinton, Thomas Jr., and Anna Amelia. Unfortunately, Thomas Jr. would die at 18 months due to scarlet fever. Within the same year, the general store that was owned by Thomas Whaley was burned down to the ground. After these tragic events, the family moved to San Francisco where they would have three more kids, George Hayes Ringgold, Violet Eloise, and Corrine Lillian. Now, do you guys remember the earthquake from 1868 in San Francisco? Do you remember the 
earthquake from 1868 in San Francisco, Chelsea, or have you heard of it? I was going to say, I've, I've heard of it. I definitely don't remember it. I was not maybe, born. <laughs> maybe some of our listeners will remember. You never know. It, what? <laughs> Are you insane? A little bit. But have you heard of this earthquake? Yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. If you're not aware of the disaster this earthquake brought, please go look up some videos on it. It's incredible. I will post on our Instagram some before and after photos for you. And actually, I'm also going to include photos of the Winchester Mystery House that was also affected by that earthquake. Okay, so that same earthquake forced the Whaley's to move back to the Whaley House in San Diego. You would think after all the tragedy that this family has been through that they would finally be cut some slack, but no. Unfortunately, the next tragedy that would unfold would involve Violet Whaley. Violet would kill herself in 1885 by shooting herself in the heart by the backyard courthouse, or sorry, outhouse, due to the grief over her failed marriage. Her father, Thomas Whaley, would be the one to find her dying and brought her inside of the house into the parlor where Violet would die only 15 minutes later. It doesn't stop there. Within the next 68 years, three more members of the Whaley family would die inside of the house, starting with Anna Whaley, who passed away in 1913, Frances Whaley, who died in 1914, and then Lillian Whaley, who died in 1953. So, with all this information that you're given right now, any questions, comments, concerns, because they literally lost four out of their six kids. Yeah, I thought I had bad luck. That's fucking sad. Yeah. And it kept coming. That's what's more sad about it. And the fact that they went to San Francisco and then the earthquake happened and then the fact that they had to come back here. Like, I don't know. It was just never ending. I I guess I never realized, like, all of that happened to the Whaley's. Like, I I guess not to that extent, I I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I didn't know it was that bad. And there's so much more history, guys, if you want to look into them. Like I said, they're located in San Diego, and they do offer tours. I highly, highly, highly recommend the tours. If you go and your guide is Bullet by any chance, yes, his name is Bullet, tell him I said hello. He is my bestie. (laughs) Moving on to the hauntings that occur within the house. So I do have my own paranormal experience with this house, but funny enough, it wasn't from the tour. So about three years ago, my parents and I went to San Diego for a family vacation. We spent our first day at the San Diego Zoo, and the next day we were just going to go home, but we made a pit stop at this like small beach that my mom wanted to check out. And then after that, I was like, you know what, we're pretty close to you know, Old Town San Diego. Are you guys cool if you like drive by the Whaley house? They're like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. And there's restaurants so you can have lunch before we leave, you know? So we go, we park, we're checking out Old Town, and there's the Whaley House. I've only seen the Whaley House on YouTube in ghost hunting videos, stuff like that. So I was super excited. And unfortunately, this was during covid so it was closed but um i remember walking around and i was behind the house because it's it's open it's not fenced up you could walk around the house like in the garden it's not that big but it's nice and i'm standing there and i'm by myself because my parents walked around the house and i walked behind i'm standing there and i had just finished recording and taking pictures and suddenly i hear a doorknob like jiggle or whatever and i look at what could possibly have made that noise there's a couple doors next to me so i'm looking and i'm waiting for someone to open the door right because that's what it sounded like Mm -hmm. nothing absolutely nothing 
So I said, okay, hello and goodbye. And I walked away. <laughs> so that's the only experience I've, I've ever had at the Whaley House. Unfortunately, I didn't have that much experience or uh, paranormal experience when doing the tour. I didn't even feel scared. If anything, I was too excited. But I'm willing to go again. You know, let myself be more open. Because I was with my mom and my brother. So maybe I was just, like, not trying to mess with anything because I was with them. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, too. Because your mom is sensitive to that stuff. Yeah. So, other reported paranormal activity at the house include hearing babies cry. Uh, no thank you. (laughs) Not me hearing my child cry as you say that. Ew! And remember, Thomas Jr. died at 18 months in the home. So keep that in mind. On the second floor of the house in the back room, people have reported seeing a young woman and also have reported feeling sad while in that area. I didn't feel sad. I was fine. (laughs) Want to take a guess at who it was or who it might have been? Oh, God, who? Well, I guess we don't know that for sure, but guess believe that it's Violet Whaley. Violet is the one that killed herself, shot herself in the heart due to her failed marriage. Uh-huh. So, a ghost of a little girl has also been spotted in the kitchen, as well as many other unidentified ghosts being spotted throughout the house. And I think that line of information is super funny because aren't most ghosts un- unidentified? Yes well, and no. Uh, yeah, unless you bring like a spirit box or you go to a specific location where a specific death occurred. Yeah. Um, also, a ghost of a woman has been seen in the corner of the jury box. By the way, I've heard of this and was allowed to sit in the courtroom for a minute by myself, but unfortunately I did not see or hear anything. That same corner where that woman is seen is also rumored to be a vortex to the other side. Ooh, I wish I had the chance to sit in that corner, but I didn't. I was just sitting like where the audience would sit. It's a very small courtroom, but it's cool. It's super obvi, like old school, (laughs) but it's cool. But yeah, that is the Whaley House. I highly, highly, highly recommend the tour. They let you take pictures and videos in there, so you might be able to catch something. Who knows? Um, And it's also in Old Town, so there's a bunch of restaurants, a lot of margaritas left and right to drink. And there's also a cemetery down the street that I visited as well. It's a very cool area. Go check it out. I really do highly recommend. So that being said, do you want to get us started with Serial Killer of the Week? So we are going to talk about Elizabeth Bathory. Now, she is very complicated. We're just going to kind of start from the beginning about who she was and like her life, like going kind of chronologically. But just keep in mind that there's a lot of controversy and like debate about her as a person. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff that I may say that might like contradict some things that I had said previously. And I'll kind of like explain it all like as we go through. So if you have questions, like, stop me and let me know. Okay. So Elizabeth Bathory was a Hungarian countess who was born on August 7th in 1560, and she would die August 21st, uh, 1614. Her family relations included an uncle who was king of Poland and a nephew who was the prince of Transylvania. This will come into play later on as well. So Bathory was accused of having killed at least 600 victims, which earned her the Guinness World Record for the most prolific female murderer. But there's debate on whether or not she actually killed anybody at all. Okay. So as a child, Bathory had multiple seizures that was most more than likely caused by epilepsy. Mm -hmm. At the time, cures and treatment, sorry, no, 
Cures and treatments for symptoms that were related to epilepsy included rubbing blood of a non-sufferer on the lips of an epileptic person. Oh. Yeah. Or putting a piece of the of somebody's skull on them that was a non-sufferer. So it was very dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, this is all stuff to keep in mind, like, as we go further in. So she was raised as a Calvinist Protestant. And she was said to have been spoiled and a child who was never chastised for any bad behavior, mm-hmm. um, even though she was prone to fits of rage and violence. Now, remember, with her seizures, those fits of violence could just be explained by her seizures, something that was undiagnosed at the time. But if you're on the opposite side of the spectrum, then having the fits of, of rage and violence will you know, like, prove your point later on as we go through. Okay. So she is also believed to have been an observer of some horrific scenes of torture, mm. including one one day where she supposedly watched local authorities slit open the belly of a living <gasps> horse, cram a criminal inside it, and then stitch it closed, leaving the criminal and the horse to struggle until they both died. Chelsea, what the fuck? Yeah. So this is just her history, dude. Like, it's... Yeah, like, let's just... A little trigger warning would have been great. (laughs) Don't you think? Trigger warning. This might be a little bit dark. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, Elizabeth's uncle, Stefan Bathory, was married to the Queen Regent of Poland and was a very skilled warrior. But there were a lot of rumors about her aunt, Stefan's wife, Clara Bathory. A lot of contemporary research shows that Clara might have taken a lover who killed her husband, and it's a rumor that she smothered her second husband by herself. Other accounts from researchers say that Clara was a bisexual murderess who practiced sorcery and introduced Elizabeth to the dark arts as a child. So she's got a very interesting childhood, and this is all before the age of, like, 13. And the reason I say that is because at the age of 13, before her first marriage, Bathory allegedly gave birth to an illegitimate child who was fathered by a peasant boy that she was having an affair with. Mind you, she's 13 at the time. Wow. Yeah, so the supposed baby was given away to a local woman who was trusted by the Bathory family to raise her, and evidence of this pregnancy didn't come up until after her death, mm-hmm. and rumors that were spread by the peasants. So the validity of of the statement is very often argued about whether or not it actually occurred. Yeah, it's a lot of hearsay. Yes, a lot of hearsay, which is kind of the case about, like, everything that has to do with her, honestly. Yeah. On May 8th, 1575, at the age of 13, Bathory married Count, I'm gonna say this guy's name wrong, Count Frederick Nodesty, and his wedding gift to her was his household, the castle of, I'm definitely gonna say this wrong, castle of Sajeti. I feel like every episode, if you like, if ghosties, if you look back at every episode when Chelsea's like introducing someone or like a place, <laughs> I swear she goes, I'm gonna say this wrong. Like, girl, just say it. No one's gonna know. No one's gonna know. It's okay. But like, I have to like, no, you know, I would too. Admit I would to it. too. Yeah, I have to admit to too. it. Like, like, you know what, guys? I don't know. I pause. Like when I read Elizabeth Bathory, I was like, yeah. Bathory? <laughs> was it? Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. No. Like I, I have to. That way, the ghosties know, like we're real. Like, I just love close. how you always get like the tough names. 
Yeah, I know. Like, what is wrong with me? I love all of these like serial killers. Yeah, some someone countries. has to do it, man. Someone has yeah. to do it, not me. <laughs> I stutter with normal names and words. <laughs> well, it might be better in season two because they're gonna be local serial killers. So hint, 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 hint. Yeah, so we're gonna be better with names in season two. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so he gave her a castle for her wedding gift. Um, Do not settle for less, ladies. Do you hear me? <laughs> if he doesn't gift you a castle for your wedding, you're not Fuck doing him. it right. <laughs> to the curb. <laughs> I might have to go explain that to my husband. Anyways, so three years later, Bathory's husband became the chief commander of the Hungarian troops and was off to war for quite some time which left Elizabeth to manage the business affairs and the estates. So they were married for 29 years before his death, and they had five, possibly six children. Now I say possibly six because the six either died young or was someone that they like cared for who was just considered to be a child but wasn't actually theirs. Mm-hmm. And also there was no sixth child listed on Elizabeth Bathory's will from 1610 a few years before her death so that they either lost a child young or like it it wasn't there it's just someone that they cared for so five possibly six kids when her husband died in 1604 he entrusted her and his children to a man named Gyogri Duruzo we're gonna we're, we're gonna go with that's right I don't care yeah, so that's right. he would eventually be the lead investigator into Bathory's crimes now it's debated whether or not she was killing people before her husband's death some say that she didn't others say that she grew more gruesome after and i will give you a trigger warning right now because we're going to go into some detail about some things okay so between 1602 and 1604, supposedly that's when the rumors of her atrocities spread throughout the kingdom. And the king set up an investigation in 1610 where they collected 52 witness statements. And then by the end of the next year in 1611, the number of witnesses rose up to over 300. Whoa. Now, mind you, 1610 is after her husband's death because her husband died in 1604. Okay. So on December 12, 1610, before they had 300, this was only still like at the 52, but on December 12, Bathory and four of her servants were arrested and accused of torturing and killing hundreds of young girls and women between the years of 1590 and 1610, which is when she was arrested. Her servants were put on trial and eventually convicted and executed, all, of, all four of them. And Bathory was confined to her home at her castle, um, oh, in December, no. Yeah, December of 1610. She wasn't just confined. There's also rumors that, like, this is also debated. Like, everything about her is pretty much debated. But um, some some say that she was literally bricked into her castle. Oh. So, like, she, she physically couldn't leave. But then at the same time, like, I'm going to mention something later. And I'm like, well, if she was bricked in, then how did this happen? Or, like... Okay. Were there people bricked in with her? Like, did she have mm-hmm. her staff bricked in with her? That would suck. So the supposed act that she committed are pretty horrendous. So trigger warning now. The most popular rumor is that she used to bathe in virgin blood to stay young, kind of like a vampire. She was into cannibalism. She liked to freeze girls in the cold during winter. So she would pour freezing cold water on them and then kick them outside. So they would freeze to death. <gasps> She also was stated to have made some of her servants hold red-hot picks in their hands. 
And there was even rumors of her hanging girls from the ceiling. So the crime, like the crimes are like outrageous. Like they're, they're crazy. Those are just some of the softer ones. You know that emoji with the teeth, like the nervous emoji? Yeah. That's me right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, sh- yeah. Like the, the rumors around this woman are just insane. And whether or not you believe she actually did any of these crimes is kind of not the point of why I wanted to talk about her. Like, it's just the fact that one thing can lead to another. But mm-hmm. anyways, so we're going to go more into her crimes and stuff after this next part and i'll get into more like why after but on august 20th 1614 it was said that bathory complained to her bodyguard that her hands were cold and he just replied with it's nothing mistress just go lie down she went to bed that night and was found dead in the next morning at the age of 54 now here's my thing if she was bricked into the castle how would her bodyguard have told her to just like go lie down? Like, was he just like outside of the of the well, wall? Like, I think I think she was kept in her castle, but like heavily guarded. Maybe like I don't think she was actually bricked in. But if she was, I'm sure there had to have been guards inside. How else are they going to bring in food and supplies and stuff? You know. But if she was bricked in, like, how would they even bring the food in? How, so they're just going to starve her? Yeah, like, well, I mean, she lived there for years, so, like, that was just, it was yeah, interesting Yeah, 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 I know like, she's lived there for years, but, like, th- there had to have been a way to get, like, food in and stuff, you know? Yeah. And with that being said, like, was she poisoned? Actually, that's, that's not even come up into the research, like, nothing like that has. But, you know, keep that in mind when we get further into this, into this background. So, yeah, so she died that night. Now... She was originally buried in the church of the castle grounds on November 25th, uh, 1614. And according to a lot of sources, the villagers were pissed at having her buried in their cemetery. And so her body was moved to her birth home where it was put into the Bathory family crypt. Today, though, the location of her body is unknown. And it's believed that she might actually be buried deep into the church that was on the castle grounds. But they don't bear any markings of her her possible grave so nobody knows where her body is at and you know there's rumors that she was a vampire or like was into vampire tendencies so who knows maybe she turned into a vampire who knows yep so now we're going to talk about the things that happened after her death and the reason that we're doing this is because this is where all of the information about her really comes it's really like everything takes place after her death okay So a lot of people argue that her arrests and crimes were actually a conspiracy because of her wealth, which she had a lot of wealth for being a female after her husband died. And so after her arrest, a lot of those that were indebted to her were no longer required to repay her. So there's another thing, too. I'm getting, like, Pablo Escobar vibes because, like, Pablo built his own prison where he, like, had girls come in he had his family come in he had like his whole crew in there like i feel like you're i agree with that like she had enough money to like pretty much have have it her way you know Mm -hmm. within the castle that she she had to stay in but it's a fucking castle you know yeah like oh no i have to stay in this castle yeah you didn't hear my reaction earlier oh Mm -hmm. oh, no not the castle so we're gonna go into more stories about her Mm -hmm. um but the like the most common motif of 
all of the stories is that basically her vampire tendencies. So the fact that she would bathe in virgin blood to retain beauty and youth, that particular one actually appeared in print for the first time in 1729 by a scholar whose name I am not going to try and pronounce. And it was, his work was like one of the first written accounts of the Bathory case. And the story that he told was questioned in 1817. So like almost a hundred years later, when the witness accounts were published for the first time, because the, Mm -hmm. the witness accounts didn't actually surface until 1765. And none of the witness accounts stated anything or like had any reference to blood baths or anything related to that. Basically, he started the rumor that she was into vampiric tendencies. And then later in actually pretty recently in 1989, Michael Farron, he's a writer, stated that the accusations against her were supported by testimony from more than the 300 individuals who described physical evidence of mutilated and dying and imprisoned girls that were found at the time of her arrest but the charges against her specifically he described them as a witch hunt and then later in 2018 again pretty recently alexander bartsowitz stated that she was prosecuted and the accusations were just a spectacle to destroy her family's influence in the region because again like i said she was in a very prominent family you know she had an uncle who was king and a cousin or whoever was a prince of transylvania so her family was very very powerful. And so they consider it to be a, they consider her to be a threat to political interests. And so they just basically went after her in the only way that they could. The legends about her bathing in virgin blood and hanging her victims and freezing them and and stuff like that didn't really pop up until after her death. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them are considered unreliable, but the stories about her just kind of gradually became part of national folklore. And there's rumors I guess they're not rumors. People speculate that she was actually, like, she was the inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's not really true because his, like, Stoker's notes show that there was no direct evidence to support that. And a lot of people think that it was Vlad the Impaler more than it was Elizabeth Bathory. But she is still nicknamed, like, the Blood Countess and Countess Dracula because of all of the rumors surrounding her. Now, others who believe that she did do the crimes that she committed and have investigated, like, all the parts of her life. So, like, questions like, was she clinically insane because of incest? Because her parents were actually distant and cousins, which was actually pretty common in Europe at the time. But uh, others argued that the various brutalities that she had witnessed as a kid probably triggered her. And the people, like the opposing side, say that her misdeeds were probably greatly exaggerated because of her explicit sexuality, which was seen as a threat to the patriarchy, which goes back to her aunt Clara. So she supposedly, Elizabeth had a pursuit of multiple lovers in and out of the marriage bed, and that she was bisexual, which goes back to her aunt as well, because she was considered to be bisexual as well. So it was kind of like a mixture of everything. So besides like the political aspect of the like investigation around her her being bisexual and just kind of being a, a, a strong independent wealthy woman was just a threat all the way around so like everything about her was a threat so yeah that was that's elizabeth bathory there's a lot of stuff surrounding her a lot of contradictions a lot of interesting and not facts a lot of interesting hearsays <laughs> 
Yeah, hearsay is basically, but a fun fact, the castle that she was imprisoned in is actually mm-hmm. still standing today. You know what? I'm not surprised. It's in ruins, but it's still standing. It's still there. But yeah, so regardless of the truth or not, like, whatever you believe about Elizabeth Bathory, she is considered a horrific serial killer because of her style of crime. Her victim count, which is estimated to be around 650 young girls and women, and also because of her sexual reputation. So she is just all around an interesting case. But we'll go with that. An interesting case. (laughs) Yeah. Now, you know me, I like to go into checking to see like what kind of media attention serial killers Mm -hmm. have. There is literally so much media about her that it's like crazy stupid there's everything ranging from books movies tv shows video games songs poems plays basically you name it and there's probably something about her with it some of the more popular media that popped up during my research though includes the 1971 horror film countess dracula there was also another 1971 horror film called daughters of darkness 1973 a port manitou film called immoral tales there was a historical drama written in 2008 called bathory in 2009 another historical drama called the countess 2020 there was a fictional novel called Blood Countess and I personally learned about Elizabeth Bathory in 2006 so I would have been like I would we would have been in sixth grade from the movie Stay Alive where she was basically known as a character from a video game called the Blood Countess and it's basically like what the movie title says where you have to play the game and you have to stay alive because if you die in the game elizabeth bathory will come and kill you the exact same way i'm never playing that (laughs) it was a really good movie actually frankie muñez was in it oh really yeah like that was one of the reasons why i wanted to watch it because i'm never gonna see it though no no I used to be, like, so in love with him, like, as an actor, and so, yeah, that was one of the movies. That was the reason I watched it, because it was a horror movie, it had Frankie Munoz, and then I learned about Elizabeth Bathory. Remember when he was, like, the It Boy? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Wow. I love, I love him so much, like, as just, like, an act. He's, like, like, one of my childhood, not heroes, but I don't know. I get you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you get me. You know who's my hero? Who? Pedro Pascal. (laughs) I should have fucking known. You know who my hero is? No, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck who? Damn. Anyways, so... Who? (laughs) Skeet Urich. Okay, fucking say it then. Jesus. Well, I thought you already knew. Like, I just... I was just... Yeah, but you have to... What if the ghosties don't know? Uh, The ghosties should know by now. Yeah, but we do have some new ghosties, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so anyways... All right, ghosties, so we are doing a tarot card reading for Veronica this week, and it was kind of funny because she found a spread, and then I found something similar, so it was kind of like a, she felt like this was the right spread for the moment. Mm-hmm. So it's called the Psychic Abilities Tarot Spread by Emerald Lotus Divination, and it's a four-card spread, and the first card is How Can I Enhance My Psychic Abilities? The second card is A Psychic Gift That I Have. Card three represents something that I should further explore, and card four is How Can I Learn to Follow My Intuition? Now, when I say I, I obviously mean Veronica, but that's yeah, like that's like the general me, 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 me. explanations that they have. <laughs> Shut up. 
Okay, so so card number one is how can Veronica enhance her psychic abilities? And the card that fell out of the deck Ooh. was the Queen of Pentacles. And you have a high social status and success and independence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, you're talented in business and you execute your plan successfully. And you always enjoy making your guests feel welcome. Yeah. So I don't know. I think you're a pretty good host. I think so, too. So, how can you enhance your psychic abilities with this? I feel like the card is saying that you already have the necessary steps to do it. You just need mm -hmm. to kind of apply yourself to welcoming the psychic abilities that are trying to contact you or, like, yeah. make themselves known that you're possibly just not looking at. Okay. Noted. Okay, so card number two is a psychic gift that you already have, and the card that was chosen was the Nine of Wands. So the Nine of Wands says that you are a half, you're halfway through a battle and you're drained of energy, but you're nearly there and close to success, which I think kind of goes back to what you were telling me before we started recording, where you've been feeling really tired lately you have the resilience and strength of will so you might be guarded and wounded right now and feel like you're having a setback but you're gathering your strength learning from your past failures and getting ready to move forward so i feel that like that is a psychic gift i have yeah is my fucking will because i barely got through these past two years yeah i definitely feel like that was something that was relevant so i'm, I'm glad that you got a, a pretty good like reaction from it and like understanding of it yeah the next card is something that you should further explore and the card that was chosen was the page of wands reversed and i just realized that pretty much all of your cards except for the first one are from the wands mm. so just keep that in mind too so the page of wands reversed is saying that you feel unmotivated and uninspired right now you're having a setback and you can't find your passion so you need to think about what's holding your back possibly looking at inner child issues that's coming from the that's not coming from me that's coming from the description just saying <laughs> so yeah you got excuse me <laughs> So yeah, you got to think about what's holding you back and understand it because whatever it is, is holding you back and you feel like this is permanent when it's not. So in order to move forward, you need to understand it, accept it, and figure out how to fix it. So something you should further explore is why you are feeling unmotivated and uninspired. A little bossy today, aren't we? Oh, apparently they are. They're very direct. They're sassy. <laughs> okay so the last card is something that you can learn to follow your intuition and the card that was chosen was the seven of wands you've worked hard for where you are but you're being challenged you feel like you're under attack and you're fighting and feel like you're fighting you're in your corner by yourself your life is probably busy and challenging right now but you have the stamina to get through it i sure oh. hope so man <laughs> i feel like that one doesn't really tell you like how you can how i can your intuition to follow my intuition it's basically just telling you like you have the gift you just need to accept it yeah accept it or or get through whatever the fuck it is that i'm going through yeah to it's be not able to really, yeah it's not really like a how can i it's just a you need to do it yeah <laughs> they really are sassy today aren't they yeah dude whatever <laughs> This is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Sometimes the cards are just assholes. Sometimes. We yeah, it's like all the time. But yeah. we love them, so... We, do. we appreciate them. <laughs> well, anyways, 
Thank you guys for joining us this week. Make sure to give us a follow on our social media. If you want a tarot card reading from us, feel free to DM us with your questions and we will choose one lucky person a week. We are your hosts. I am Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. Have a spooky week and talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.